You are listening to Inside Healthcare, a podcast presented by NCQA. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Inside Healthcare. I'm your host, Dave Smolar, Senior Multimedia Specialist here at NCQA. NCQA, the National Committee for Quality Assurance, exists to improve healthcare in the United States. We set standards for healthcare organizations, measure their results, and highlight top performers to drive improvement. On this podcast, we dive deep into quality, what it means, how we achieve it, and the factors that influence our journey to better healthcare, better choices, and better health for all. If you're a fan of this podcast, be sure to subscribe or follow us to stay up to date on the latest episodes. If you have ideas, comments, or questions, email us at communications at ncqa.org. You could be featured on a future episode. The course of the digitalization of health doesn't always run smooth, but for every set of pain points a provider might experience, there are companies developing technological solutions, platforms, and tools that not only guide us through digital transformation, but identify crucial patient and population data along the way. In this episode, we talk to two health tech leaders, interviewed during NCQA's 2023 Health Innovation Summit in Orlando, Florida. We talk with them about their strategies and successes in using digital tools that can ultimately reveal and resolve gaps in healthcare delivery and in health equity. First up, I spoke with Sebastian Sager, CEO of Scene Health. Scene Health is a company focused on medication engagement, a comprehensive approach that means more than just getting patients to take their medicine. They provide personalized medication support by combining video technology, clinical coaching, and validated interventions to improve medication adherence rates. Within the tapestry of their mission is the clear goal of reaching and engaging with diverse, vulnerable, and hard-to-reach populations. I asked Sebastian about their approach to medication engagement and how they are uniquely positioned to help reveal and resolve gaps in health equity. We needed a term that was not medication adherence because, unfortunately, in quality metrics speak, medication adherence refers to these three metrics mostly. There's a few others, too, but they're all based on a calculation of the refill rate. So whether somebody's picked up medication or not, to differentiate what we do, uh, we, we coined the term medication engagement. And what it means is essentially a modern version of a really old process called directly observed therapy where you have a meeting with the patient at almost every dose for a certain amount of time to make sure they understand what they're taking, that you can see that they're taking it correctly, and then you can measure whether the medications are actually working because sometimes medications are taken and they don't actually have the desired effect. So we we wrap that all up into a term called medication engagement, which which is supposed to go beyond your understanding of just adherence in the quality world, right? In the health plan world, where adherence means getting people to pick up meds or putting meds in their mailbox um, through mail order. You can stop me if I'm being stereotypical. It, it seems like we're talking about specific populations that have more issues with medication adherence, medication engagement. So how, how, do you, how do you approach these, uh, the, the groups that you're identifying that have uh, more issue with trying to do follow-ups with their medication? And, and how do you see it as an equity uh, issue? Right. Well, first off, I'd say almost every population 
um, can be affected by medication non-adherence, and that's because sometimes medications are really complicated. So your socioeconomic status might help because you might have more time or more access to experts who can counsel you and support you. Uh, but it does affect um, all populations. The populations that have less access to healthcare, who traditionally have, um, let's say, not attended doctor visits, are um, confused upon discharge by 10 different you know, medications that they have to take and, and just really don't have access to somebody who can support them and coach them. The, barrier, the big barriers to taking medic to a daily habit, like taking medication correctly every day, those barriers are very obviously related to social determinants of health. We can pick out three big ones. Seeing your doctor, getting labs done, getting your medication. These are three major things. If you don't have these things, you cannot take your medication properly. Um, if you don't have a provider, then you're not going to get prescribed medication. Regimens won't get adjusted. If you don't have laboratory values, they have provider has nothing to base their decisions on. And of course, if you don't have medications, you can't take them. In some cases, getting medications about transportation. And if you live in rural Tennessee, let's say, you know, far removed from the nearest pharmacy or provider office, um, a lot of times the devil's in the details. And if you can't get a provider visit, in the next few months, your really, really bothersome side effect is not going to get resolved and you're not going to take your medication. So solving adherence at the patient level is all about tackling social determinants of health one at a time. They're just essentially reasons or barriers for, for achieving a daily habit. So if your services are all online, it's an online platform, right? That's right. So how, how does that uh, give you a, uh, an advantage to being able to reach out to anybody in the United States? Right. Well, you know, the, we talked earlier about the, the magic of telehealth being to overcome distance and geography. And the asynchronous advantage is that you also have time is not a barrier either. But of course, let's be clear. If you try to implement mobile technology specifically into areas where the technical divide is massive, it's a challenge. What we, have, what we have as a major advantage is the fact that this technology was first launched in 2008 in Uganda. Not just Uganda, rural Uganda. It doesn't get more challenged than that type of environment. Um, you have to be native. What that means is native to the app, to the phone. Your software cannot live in the cloud. It has to be on the device and you have to store and forward. Sounds really basic, but you have to be able to store information locally and send it to the cloud when the patient determines it's the best time for them. They may not, wanna, they may not have a data plan. They can't burn you know, minutes on their cell phone plan. Um, they may only get to Wi-Fi once a week. Um, all of those are considered today uh, social determinants of health. For us, it's just the way we were, we were Brought into existence as a company serving public health departments and global health, uh, global health type of projects and implementations. Let me ask you one more question. Um, talking about, I had it set up as talking about patient-centered approaches uh, to health that can be challenging, but we're we're even more broad than that. Uh, the the other challenges that you were talking about about just uh, simple outreach. Uh, being able to find the patients that you want to connect with, and you know, and how to 
convince them that any tools that you have are actually going to be effective in getting them to the outcomes that they're seeking. So how can healthcare organizations, this is asking for your advice, how can organizations, healthcare companies effectively strike a balance between the improvements they really need in order to achieve value-based care uh, and just the practical everyday uh, kinds of uh, limitations that you were just talking about. Not their limitations, maybe, but the, the patient's limitations. Uh, yeah, so I don't have all the answers to that because it's, it is the challenge of every health plan in the country right now, and especially if you're in Medicaid, it's really hard to reach people. So a variety of approaches is probably what will win the day. Um, we are digital first, but there are, there are arguments for boots-on-the-ground approaches, too. Um, over... Over the next few years, a few approaches will be validated and show evidence that they can actually improve health outcomes. And then the challenge will be to integrate them with other approaches that do the same. So I think health plans specifically are, are at a time where, um, you know, the, the tolerance for innovating at the moment and the cost of it is being weighed against the outcomes that one can achieve from specific you know, novel, innovative programs. You want to know there's an outcome. You want to know it actually works and delivers a value to patients. And of course, against that, there's the backdrop of quality metrics. And they, sh you know, there is a gamesmanship involved here of trying to just get to the to the score. You know, get the get the A on the report card. Health organizations need to understand that these quality metrics were created because there is a patient outcome. Uh, that they're supposed to encourage and um, and facilitate, and so health health organizations should not forget why these metrics actually exist. While Sebastian Sager and his company Seeing Health work to improve medication engagement, our second guest, Upendra Patel, CEO of Anil Infotech, is finding ways to support clinicians through EHR interoperability. EHR is electronic health records, which he often calls EMR, electronic medical records. In my interview with Upendra, we talked about his company's support of a MedStar health project that focuses on heart disease. MedStar wanted to transform an isolated risk calculator into a fire-based app. Upendra's company helped them to use the Smart on Fire methodology. That's FIRE, as in Fast Health Interoperability Resources, and SMART, which stands for Substitutable Medical Applications and Reusable Technologies. So, using the SMART on FIRE approach, Anil Infotech helped create an app called Mobilizing a Million Hearts, which integrates the Million Hearts Longitudinal Atherosclerotic Cardiovascular Disease Risk Calculator into the MedStar Health EHR system, and allows MedStar providers to get an even more comprehensive and up-to-date view of their patients at risk for cardiovascular disease. In electronic medical record, patient demographics is stored. It has a lab data also that is stored. Now, how do we make sure that this risk estimator for the ASCVD for the cardiovascular disease how it can be measured, the risk, instantly at point of care <clears throat> with the data that is already available in EMR. Typical EMR does not do that. So, 
smart on fire comes into the picture it's like an add on it can able to just stick as a glue to existing ehr request the information what is required for that particular app to function in a real time while patient is been seen at a point of care so we allowed using the smart on fire that data set to be extracted calculated and presented to the provider in the format that provider can able to take a sound decision about how to treat the patient or what should be the care plan for this particular patient so that's how smart on fire can able to be used in any different use cases this is the one use case that i just expressed it right. which is usually not there into the ehr if the patient has been seen 2 weeks ago next door or next city or the next state with any other provider that doctor does not have access of that informations handy at that time in a processed manner smart on fire can enable access of that data in a smart manner technically creating a logic understanding calculations inference results all those things and tell the doc doc this is what the information now take the right decision so that's where the smart on fire comes how is the app bidirectional how do you consider it to to be bidirectional who else is on the other line of using it um and in what way is it utilizing fire standards so the app is used as an embedded application inside the smart on fire enable electronic health record not all health records ehrs are compatible or supporting the smart on fire technology so the first prerequisite is the ehr has to be compatible to adopt smart on fire technology and attach that app inside their ehr so the way it works is app is published into the app store gallery of the ehr system that app is part of the ehr and given access to the role based whatever whoever however they want to access is depends upon which application is physician has access of that particular app during their shop notes categorizations while they are filling it out their plan assessments and all they have access of this app next to that screen in a ehr itself they don't have to go outside of the ehr and they click on it and it opens up relevant information for that patient by collecting relevant data from the ehr or from any external application and allows primary care or specialist or any caregiver to adjust different indicators based on the demographics profile whether the patient is what age which gender is there what ethnicity is there Upendra explained how the mobilizing a million hearts app as it increases clinical access to various patient data will gradually reveal more population based gaps in care delivery which then creates more opportunities to connect the dots across more providers in a patient's care ecosystem. 
lot of times on the show, we talk about gaps in care, and by gaps, we're talking about disparities in healthcare delivery. So right now, if we're talking about gaps at various points of care, tell me, in, in your opinion for your company, what are the, some examples of gaps in care at point of care? The one very, very important gap, what I have seen it, when our providers are using our technology, when they have to really, then when they are seeing the patient, they do not see the right informations available on their fingertip, on the computer, or under the chart, what they really need to make a difference. Simple gap, patient is required based on the age or whatever the criteria CMS has a mandate or CMS has a standard that all healthcare providers should be following for that population. One very important thing that is missing, doctors, pro physicians at a point of care, many times they don't have the visibility of it, that what is done, what is not done, but because this is not done by the one doctor, it's done by the entire ecosystem and then all the things has to be considered in order for a doctor to take an action. So that's the one very simple thing we notice. Doctors, even they want to do it, but they don't know that what's missing and they don't do it. Right. So that's one of the things we notice. I asked Upendra to explain this particular failure of interoperability, where clinicians try to rely on patient data that's at their fingertips, but can't always see the full picture of who the patient is and what they're going through in their lives. Not having the right informations at a point of care that creates the frustrations for the physicians as well as for the patient. Because patient and physicians both are in the same room, they are having the dialogue and the consultations and they don't have the information what they really need to do that one. So that's, that, that's the bottom line. It, it's just because I will give you an example of the primary care settings. Primary care settings, provider don't necessarily have the things that is done at the specialist or the ancillary provider. But primary care under the CMS contract, they are still responsible for taking care of all the gaps, whatever is there for that particular patient. So that time, it becomes quite frustrating for the patient as well as for the provider that they are not able to take care of it, even they want to do that. Ultimately, the Million Hearts app developers realized a goal of putting the right clinical information into medical staff hands when and where they need it. And from there, the doctors, nurses, and advisors can work with patients individually, assessing them fully, incorporating their population data into their treatment plans, and helping the patients set their own outcome goals, milestones on the road to better health. There are certain demographics indicators are there. Those indicators, they can able to use and adjust LDL, that is a cholesterol, HDL, that's a cholesterol, and different indicators associated with the systolic and diastolic blood pressure. And, and then they can able to adjust to measure a very specific risk about that patient, about the cardiovascular disease. And that's how they basically 
predict and they talk to the doctor patient and educate the patient. That's a very important piece, by the way, right. is education. So to tell the patient that if you can reduce your cholesterol to this level or your blood pressure to this level based on your age, based on your weight, based on your demographics, this is what can happen. And it could be very simple. And that is the game changer for a lot of physicians that they can do it instantly at point of care. My thanks to both Upendra Patel, CEO of Anil Infotech, and Sebastian Sager, CEO and co-founder of Scene Health, for joining me live in the Inside Healthcare podcast studio at NCQA's annual 2023 Health Innovation Summit in Orlando. For more about our guests, please click the links in this episode's description. And for more on NCQA's 2024 Health Innovation Summit, this year in Nashville, Tennessee, head to ncqasummit.com. Announcing NCQA's next big event, the Health Equity Forum, coming up March 4th and 5th, 2024, at the Westin Los Angeles Airport. The Health Equity Forum convenes state officials, advocates, and healthcare providers, showcasing the blueprint for creating and implementing statewide health equity strategies. Two days, so day one, California state officials and health equity leaders discuss why California has prioritized health equity. They'll also share best practices for health equity collaboration. And then for day two, that features a workshop and training all day with NCQA experts about our health equity accreditation programs. You'll determine your readiness to earn accreditation, identify challenges, and learn how to address them. So if you're a champion of health equity, diversity, and inclusion, NCQA wants to partner with you. We offer opportunities that can be customized to align with your strategic objectives and specific health equity goals. Find out more at ncqa.org and search Health Equity Forum or click the link in this episode's description. As we do on each episode of Inside Healthcare, we now ask for your thoughts on today's show. Email us at communications at ncqa.org anytime and be sure to include Inside Healthcare in the subject line. And if you're coming up empty, here's our question for this episode. What digital tools have you used that help physicians work more closely with patients? And if you have a comment, a suggestion, an idea for a guest on our show, maybe you or the person next to you would like to be that guest, just email us, let us know, communications at ncqa.org. And be sure to write Inside Healthcare in the subject line. It's easier to find you that way. Hope to hear from you soon. And that's it for episode 124 of Inside Healthcare, a podcast by NCQA. What'd you think? Let us know. You can email us, leave us a review, and like and follow us online. You can also explore other health quality topics in past episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to connect with NCQA on LinkedIn and X, formerly Twitter, to stay informed on NCQA news. You'll also find promo videos for upcoming podcast episodes that you can share with friends and colleagues. So thanks again for joining us and helping our audience continue to grow. On behalf of our award-winning NCQA communications team, I'm Dave Smolar. We'll see you again, no doubt. You've been listening to Inside Healthcare, a podcast brought to you by NCQA, the National Committee for Quality Assurance. 
Inside Healthcare is available on your computer or mobile device and on our blog at blog.ncqa.org forward slash podcast.